Okay. So, okay, we're we're here. Uh, I'm having a yaoi party, possibly yaoi. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it. I'm having a bunch of people over to read through the box of books that DMP sent me like two years ago to review. That I feel super guilty that I never reviewed more than a tiny percent of what they sent. So it's an effort today to try and kind of make a way, make the way through the pile. I don't think I'm gonna. I have a bunch of people here, and including like. The Reverse Thieves anime bloggers, but I don't think I'm going to go through and introduce just everyone. Uh, we're going to do some plot summaries and talk a little bit about Yaoi throughout the day. So what have you just read, Cleo? I've just read Only the Ring Finger Knows. Which is, it's an adaptation of a light novel that right. I've read, and it's much better than the light novel. Is it? That's form. really interesting. <laughs> because I was hoping that some of the like character things would have been more fleshed out in the novel Maybe. than they were in manga which was pretty easy to move through really quickly because th- each scene was sort of the same in the, <laughs> in, in that wataru who's sort of a junior and he ha- he wears this he has a ring that he really likes that he wears on his finger and he is washing up at a water fountain and ends up accidentally switching rings with king of the high school yuichi who and then his ring doesn't fit and then they switch their rings back and then yuichi spends the rest of the book being an an asshole to wataru um and mysteriously because he's supposed to be this really nice guy who does all these really great things for all these people so Poetaro is like why is he so mean to me I don't understand but I kind of like him and I like that our rings are exactly the same and oh it fills me with love and I don't know why but he keeps being a jerk to me and then this goes on for many pages (laughs) and then at the very very end Wataru tries to get Yuichi to date his sister because then there won't be rumors and, the, you know, little things happen. And so he's like, date my sister. And Yuichi's like, all right. And then, <laughs> and then, and then Yuichi gets very depressed, which Wataru finds out from Yuichi's sister, who's like, yeah, he's really depressed. He doesn't come out of his room. He just goes to school and then he goes home and we don't know what's wrong with him. And he's like, oh my goodness, maybe he's in love with me. So then, why why he suddenly thought that is unclear and so then he goes he goes to his house and they and he's like yeah i'm like totally into you and i was always excited that we have the same ring and let's kiss and they kiss and then uh wataru freaks out again and then at the very end uichi explains that the reason that he was a jerk is because he was scared that wataru would realize that the reason that he had a ring that was just like wataru's is because he had a crush on wataru and he didn't want wataru to know ah retcon yeah so there's a whole long thing at the end that's very like this is why i've been an asshole through this entire book and then wataru's like oh okay and then that's the end. Like, it was very dissatisfying, and I wish that the POVs had switched. Uh. Because then we would have had a sense much sooner that Yuichi wasn't actually just being a jerk to Wataru. Because I just felt most, spent most of the book feeling sorry for poor Wataru, who had done nothing at all. They, they and, own a ring. 
Except to own a ring. That asshole. And Yuichi was a jerk to him. And so I was like, I wasn't cheering for them to get together. I was like, Yuichi, you need to, you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself, Yuichi. <laughs> I think that um, one thing I didn't know about Yaoi at first that's hard to understand is like a lot of times the uke and seme are drawn from uh, really generic uke and seme personality types. So And there's a list of types like the aggressive uke or the old oyaji uke, the old man style uke, <laughs> or like the passive uke. And it goes on like a long, long list that I think I wrote down in one of these notebooks. Now I have to look it up. Uh, so I think that's awesome. in the recording you may have missed that in martial arts the uke is the person who falls which is accurate I think in baseball terms the way people usually describe it is like what is it the seme is the I don't want to get this wrong yeah seme the seme is the pitcher and the uke is the catcher I think uke is bottom yeah the uke is the bottom basically the catcher so yeah that's important to know I guess I should put it somewhere in this recording that this is an over 18 podcast <laughs> This is absolutely not for children. <laughs> and you should probably turn this recording off now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes, because it's going to get Frank. It's also not safe for work. I don't know who would listen to podcasts like out, outside of your headphones at work. I never would, people but people do. Offices. I guess so. And then your employees walk in. Whoa, what are they talking about? <laughs> baseball. 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 <laughs> yeah, my baseball podcast. But uh, yeah, the only thing you missed in the only ring finger knows novel, I think, was another... Like, a girl comes in and, like, tries to seduce one of them and is really, like, makes a lot of kind of blackmail-y things. But it's, like, sh- her personality is really hollow and, like, her tricks are not believable. And also, like, they're, she doesn't really, none of them really work anyway. It's just really irritating. I don't know. It's not, it's so it not, wasn't, not such a good time. But for uh, me, like, the manga yeah. was an improvement on the story because it wasn't chapter after chapter of this guy thinking about his ring. <laughs> it was a lot about the ring. Yeah. There was a lot of him thinking about his ring. Accurate to the book. Yeah. <clears throat> it was really, really, really about the ring. I have no idea. All right. And there was a whole thing about how their hands weren't the same size. Like, yeah, that was really like important. Like their right to hand the plot. and left hand weren't the same size. Okay. So this <laughs> is how the ring Bigger thing. hands. It's very important. Um, Wataro had bigger hands because the, the ring wouldn't fit him anymore. But, oh, even though he's the uke. Right. So for Yuichi, Yuichi, one hand was bigger than the other, which becomes important at the end. So this is how the ring <laughs> thing works. At their school, right. they... It's a trend. If, if, if two kids are dating, they each wear the same ring on like their ring finger where you would wear a running ring, so on their left hand. And they might yeah. wear, with their friends, rings on their right hand with their friends, like these friendship rings. And if you're single, you might have two rings that you wear together on your right hand. <laughs> so it's really complex. It's very, like, all these, like, you know, what earring you have and what ears kind of thing. Anyway, so Wataru has this one ring that he wears on his right hand because he's single and he loses it one day. But then it mysteriously comes back. It's just sitting on his desk and he's all happy. And then later, when he's washing his hands, he switches rings with Yuichi. And he puts the ring on and it doesn't fit. And he thinks that he has gained weight mysteriously in a half a day. There's a whole weird (laughs) thing. Yeah. But he really thinks that because he's an idiot. He really does because he's kind of nuts. And then (laughs) 
he then Yuichi's like, no, you moron, we just switched rings accidentally. And they switch rings back, and they're identical rings. And it turns out at the end that Yuichi had found Wataru's ring the first time he lost it and went to the jeweler and had one maid exactly liked it because he liked him. I think the jeweler's his sister or something, yes. too. Yes, the jeweler is his sister. Is his sister. And then he comes yeah, back and gives it back to him. So then he's afraid that he will realize that that's what he did and that's why their rings are the same. So then at the end, <laughs> when they're dating, there's a whole thing about how they should exchange rings because then their rings will fit each other on the left hand, whereas they won't, like, their own rings in their right hand, <laughs> each other's rings in the left hand. In the I know. <laughs> it was incredibly complicated and ridiculous. Um, so yes. that was the complicated ring system and why the ring was so important and I think the key. author the author notes at the end like that was a real trend at her school. It's yeah. like the only element of the story. Look, I am all about the sentimental <laughs> things, but that is insane. <laughs> it, is. it was very. It was more. I feel like the story was more about the ring than it was about <laughs> these people. But you were saying something about the type, so right? They have like those paint by number personalities, so you don't really expect them to have to be real characters in a way. Mm -hmm. I should look at my list. No sex. Or, yeah, there's no sex. Two or three. No kisses. sex. Two or three kisses. Let me see if I can. Find. So there's, you know, satisfaction. It's a romance. Yeah, it's more. Knows. Well, it. I think it's supposed to be funny. Or sweet or something. <laughs> I know. I thought... <laughs> Lost in translation. Yeah, because he's so grouchy with him, and I think that that's supposed to be funny. There's a lot of like aggressive semi things that happen, and that just seems to be like an accepted trope that like. What it, what is hot except for a guy who's a total jerk to you all the time and only a jerk to you and possibly that was a very that was very emphasized like what like a lot of Wataru was like why is he only a jerk to me Isn't right that kind of like that like kind of elementary school mentality where you're mean to someone you like yes you know? and that gets mentioned at some point somebody says you guys are oh hit Wataru's best friend who's a guy it's like you guys are like fourth graders. <laughs> Except Wataru isn't really mean back. He's just like, why are you so mean? And he screams a lot. Ukes are very excitable. They we cry or yell like at the drop of a hat. Yeah, the crying is important. Crying in yeah. Right in the one with the squirrel boy, yeah, there was like, he was crying constantly. Squirrel I think it's just boy? called Crybaby or something. Wow. Isn't that the title? Uh, Little crybaby, where he's crying. Oh. Like, it's a bunch of short stories, and he's crying through the first few stories. And he meets a guy who's like, I think you're cute, like a squirrel with your little squirrel cheeks. And I'm like, this doesn't seem like a compliment. I've only written down heterosemi? Sum something semi. Nagasure uke and oyaji uke. Oh, okay. The nagasare uke is the wavering uke who's not confident. So doesn't this just cover like every personality of like anyone? Like, but maybe it's no, maybe it's, it's a whole system specific. of which one should go oh, no. with which one. Oh, that's true. Oh, mm. oh and the other thing which I neglected to say is that Yuichi, of course, is very wealthy because he's a star student at school, and he comes from a family of dentists, <laughs> which is said like he's so great. He comes from a family of dentists, so <laughs> oh yeah, I guess in. Right, yeah. like in his, and her, catch. in his and her circumstances, the one girl, though she's a high school student, she ends up dating a like a dentist who's oh, a lot older. Oh, that guy was a dentist. Yeah, yeah. I don't, rem I didn't remember that. Where it may not have been important in the, I don't know if it was in the anime, but in the manga, definitely. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember. I said that was kind of creepy. Something or other, but I guess I wasn't paying attention. But she's still like seventeen, it. and he's like thirty, and I'm like, yeah. I don't know how. I'm that's not really okay. Like, no. you shouldn't go and, she and would seduce just go this over guy. To his house and sleep over. Right. There's no way he's not taking advantage of her. Uh, okay, so my notes on seme and uke. You always have to list the seme first and the second, the ukes. So the order is really important. So it's the seme x uke. The seme is usually a brunette who's the aggressor, who's more masculine and has narrower eyes and is taller. <laughs> they, that pretty much sums Then we have uke. This seems backwards, though. Aren't uke usually brunette? No, I guess not. So the uke are often blondes. They're more feminine. They have rounder eyes and they're shorter. So, like, the ultimate... More whiny. Yeah, the ultimate types to put together is Naruto and Sasuke. That Sasuke is the aggressive, taller, semi-type, and Naruto is the short, annoying blonde who's <laughs> whinier. Like, they're the ultimate kind of example. And so, they're specifically written so they will be an example for okay. your yaoi pairing. Hmm. It's like, not it's not a mistake. Well, I would say no, that these guys are just like that, except that their hair color has been switched. Their hair color has been switched. Yeah, a lot of times the authors will do, like, one or two things to switch it up a little. Like, <laughs> make a passive semi or something, or mm-hmm. a story with two ukes who <gasps> somehow get together, despite not being, neither one being confident. <laughs> or they're My both favorite brunettes. part is when there's two semis, though. That's always really funny. <laughs> they're constantly like, ah, no, I will fuck you. No, constant rapes. Yeah, raping. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a that's not a healthy relationship. I feel like there was some kind of discussion somewhere recently, and it might have been on Fandom Secrets. I can't remember about somebody asking which character was taller than the other character, and somebody else being like, "I don't know why this is important." Yeah. And then the then a third person coming in and being like, "Oh, it's all about Dude, the uke semi it's thing." Like when I was reading this fanfic, and somebody had very carefully researched who was taller and who was older, and yet had completely didn't know that one of them like wasn't an earthbender or something. Like right. it's much more important to know whether or not they have magical <laughs> kung fu powers than who is one inch taller than the other person. But this person clearly cared much, much more about the accuracy of their height than the accuracy of like their magical kung fu abilities. And like I feel that the latter is perhaps more important to the story. Alright, so Gina read Desire by by Maki Kazumi and Yukine Hanami. It's a very girly, 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 girly. And it's a very drawn-out book about two high school students. So it is full of angst all the time. There's, there's nothing in this book except a lot of angst. There's also art. <laughs> the art is nice. No, no. I mean, there's also, besides there, there being um, relatively nice art in it, there's, one of the characters is an artist. So he, he makes art that looks pretty much identical to the art that makes up the rest of the book. <laughs> So you can tell that, you know, the author thinks highly of his artistic skill. <laughs> uh, so it's about these, these two boys, and one of them is, is totally a player, and he has a girlfriend who he's always having sex with. And um, he, his, his younger, blonde, round-eyed friend is totally in love with him. So they decide to have sex, and... Uh, then the the younger uh, round eyed friend Toru decides that you know he he can't be in this relationship because he's totally in love with Ryoji, uh, who is the friend he's having sex with, and um, so he, he pretends that he is having sex with the art club president what, to cover up. What, what was the part where they're like, I thought I was I'm a deviant, but you're the how did that work? Well, the 
after um, pretending having sex with this one guy and pretending he's having sex with this other guy, Toru comes to realize that he is gay, <laughs> which he expresses by saying, I, I am a deviant. And at the end, he and the first guy he was having sex with both come to realize that they are deviants together, <laughs> especially after Toro has, has won the art show with a naked picture of Ryoji. Whoa! <laughs> Is that their... Are they coming out to the school at that point? <laughs> no, they aren't. No. Like no, no one comes to the picture. art show. You know that. Whoa. <laughs> Is it really an art show? <laughs> it, it seems to be. There's other yeah. art in it. Not by them. Wow, crazy. I also found my a list of boys love terms. The Bobuge, Biel game, Chikiku Seme, the demonic Seme, who's very violent. <laughs> dive in. Dive in is one word. It's very self-explanatory. Dive in? Yeah. <laughs> Gatai uke, replacement uke, a narcissistic uke who wants to replace another uke. They often have similar features to the uke they are, similar features to the uke they are rivals with. Jaykin characters that look like those from Johnny's boy bands, which is a very complicated explanation of that. Kemo Shota, animals with little boys. Oh, that's really imported. Kentoros, dog boys, cat boys, rabbit boys. Nyogataika, characters that obviously look like women. Raiba, role reversal manga, uke and seme switch. Robo Yaoi, sci fi boys love with mecha. <laughs> I know. Sadly, I have no Robo Yaoi. They need to import. <laughs> they need to import more of that. Uh, Wait, isn't like same cell organism or like one? I feel one like of one of these things yeah. has like a robot kid in it. I haven't. I haven't read that one yet, so though. An angel, isn't he? Not a robot. I don't remember. I don't know if I read it. Oh, Carrie is reading it right now. Is there a robot in that one? Mm, not yet. Okay. <laughs> there's definitely there's yeah. definitely sci-fi in that one, but I don't know. None of them are mecha. I yeah. Okay. There's one that's like about. It's like something with this would sleep in the title with someone who's been cryogenically frozen and wakes up. I read the back cover. I didn't read it. I want Gundam Yaoi, but not <laughs> Gundam characters with yeah. the Gundams. <laughs> it's got to exist. Yeah. We've also got um. Sesoi. Fortune in like the cute male thread. They yeah. have like they have like transformers, but they're like guys. Speaking of deviants. So, so like they'll be and they'll be like. Threads like seriously like fifty. It'll be like Transformers, cute male number fifty, and it'll like be filled with pictures of Transformers like drawn either as full humans, like it's like Optimus Prime, but he looks like a guy, or what? it'll be like part robot, and they're all like you know touching each Wait, other. Wait, so then does he transform into <laughs> Optimus Prime, or does he transform? Uh, I don't know. Or does this he transform like, into this a semi like truck? A book. This is just like pictures. Right, right, right. So, it's a whole so, thing. so yeah, it's Optimus like a Prime as a popular guy. thing to do. Like, uh. Uh, and I wish I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things. It's better than the alternative. Which is people drawing them as they are robots, only with giant robotic penises. <laughs> <laughs> and it's way worse. Wait, okay. Uh, those have been there, too. So we have Sisoi uh, Uke, an uke from a normal background that captures the heart of superior of a superior semi? I don't know. Soke Suseme. Ideal uke seme, or obviously one or the other. I don't know. Ideal. Hmm. Yaura, Yaoi lover who doesn't read BL sticks to dojinshi. Oh, a Yaoi lover. Okay, this is a term for a person. Yaura. Who doesn't read BL. Alright. But that is my <laughs> notes. They only got to kiss and then one dies. <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! 
Maybe he comes back as a robot. Robot <laughs> <Born> angel. <laughs> robot angel. All right, so what do you got, Zoe? It's... Oh, um, I am reviewing, uh, or I just read a manga called Rising Storm by Yuzuha Ogi. Ogi? Yeah. Okay. But I it's probably a, just it's another, butchered that. It's a drama queen book. Yeah, um, this is by drama queen. Drama queen is in trouble lately. Where they needed an... With financially? In, yeah, bad trouble. Where they needed an investor who they've been waiting on to pull them out so they can publish, keep publishing, and uh, they haven't gotten one yet, so... I was wondering what was up, because they have a bunch of stuff licensed, and yeah. it, they're sort of still sitting in the queue. Yeah, where nothing has happened with them. It's, oh, that's yeah. unfortunate. They might be goners. But huh. it's too bad, because uh, I like this one, and brother yeah so first off i should say um that it's by the same author as brother yeah this is by brother the same author and um first I sh- first off i should say that this is a smut fest this is not <laughs> is. for it's anyone under 18 absolutely not and way explicit if you're under 18 a you shouldn't be listening to this podcast at all and b if you are you shouldn't buy this book because if your mom finds it in your room it'll be really embarrassing <laughs> It's true. So just wait until you move out and go to college, and then you can read it all you want. Keep, or it's like keep it at your friend's house. Right. That said, the um, the art is amazing in this. Um, she's just really, really talented. Um, her style is really vivid, and like each page is gorgeous. It's just like beautiful to look at. What what is the plot? And there, there's a lack of like uh, chrysanthemums and like you know <laughs> exploding uh, lilies or whatever. It's it's not very shoujo, but it's it's somehow. I guess there's the occasional sparkle, but <laughs> her backgrounds are incredible and stuff. Um, so the plot is is pretty hilarious. It's this is definitely a joke, um, yaoi. <laughs> so um, it's sort of making fun of a lot of the um, stereotypes. I feel like is of it? of yaoi manga. Yeah. So um, basically, there is this college kid, uh, Renoa. And he is looking for a summer job, and he kind of got hooked up with this sweet-sounding gig, ever. which is that he can go uh, to this rich dude's mansion and take care of his horse while the dude is, like, off in foreign lands taking care of uh, shady family business or something. And so he just sort of assumes that the dude is old and, you know, whatever, and he's like, this is great. I'll just be able to hang out and get paid all summer for pretty much not doing anything and just sort of, like, taking care of this horse. So anyway, he is doing that, and he becomes kind of like a stable boy or something. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the rich dude comes back because he misses his horse a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so you get the feeling he's kind of lonely, and um, he doesn't have many friends, so his pet is the horse. So anyway, he comes back and wants to, to check and see how the horse is doing. And nobody told him that they were hiring this kid, to, this college kid, to take care of the horse. And so he was like... You're some sort of horse thief. <laughs> and he sees him with the horse and he punches him out. <laughs> he just assumes that he's a trespasser. Anyway, then later the butler explains it to him and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Well, okay, you can stay here. And um, So in, in the first of what is, becomes sort of shady, he then dismisses the butler immediately. And he's like, yeah, you can just take off for a couple of weeks. I'm giving you a vacation. <laughs> See you later. And Renault is like, that's a bit bizarre, but whatever. Anyway, then there's this whole contrived part, um, sort of purposely contrived, I feel, where the rich dude um, ends up uh, setting up a bunch of elaborate um, accidents that occur where Renault breaks things like really uh, expensive antiques and galois, uh, galloway clocks and different things like that. Um, 
so that and each time he breaks one oh yeah he says he owes him more money yeah he's like well there are this is an ancient household and it, our tradition in the household is if you break uh if you break something or if you misbehave as an employee you have to be whipped or punished <laughs> and you know it's like okay well that's weird but you know they're a bunch of rich weirdos so whatever and he feels really guilty for having broken this really you know incredible 1853 antique clock or something every time it's something different and over time it becomes obvious that the rich dude is just putting the clock in the way <laughs> he's setting it up so that Renault will break it and each time he first he's like well you have to be spanked and so he like you know hits him on the butt or something and then next time he's like you have to take your pants off and it gets sort of shadier and more dubious every time and Renault who is some, um, so innocent slash um, idiotic that he doesn't realize what's happening. Um, it's sort of like, oh, okay, I feel so horrifyingly guilty that I'm just going to continue to accept this eccentric behavior. So anyway, eventually they end up having sex. And then Renoa runs away and he said, I'm so sorry I can't take it anymore because I just feel so guilty for having broken all of the antiques in your house. Uh, and Dana Sama, that's the ultra-rich, uh, mysterious guy. He's like, oh, I never meant to cause you trouble. I'm just socially awkward. Actually, I have a huge crush on you. So will you stay here and be my lover? And I was like, I guess so. <laughs> so anyway, that, I can't properly explain it, but the whole thing is pretty hilarious, especially if you've read a bunch of, a bunch of yaoi and you're used to all of the stereotypes. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it kind of gets away from that. It's, it's really funny. Like, all of it's played for comedy, so it's funny when he breaks the clock. Yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And yeah, the, no. there's a lot of sex also. Yeah, there's a lot of sex, and it's very, very graphic and very well drawn. <laughs> um, all the proportions are more Tom of Finland than anything that would be on an actual person. So, But that's fine. It's just one volume. It's just one volume. Anyway, it's great. I recommend it. And anyway, it turns out that the he also, Dan Asama, the rich guy, he also has a really irritating commanding mother who's constantly trying to get him to marry women. And if she, if she found out that uh, he was in love with Renoa, she would summarily have Renoa killed. <laughs> <laughs> and so there's some sort of conflict about that. In any case, it's one of those sort of uh, comedies with happy ending. There's also a side story. Um, there's two side stories, one of which I personally liked and the other of which I didn't care for. The first one that I liked was about a dentist <laughs> who meets a waiter, and he's a sort of uptight, sort of dorky dentist guy. He is in a marriage just because he feels like, you know, that's what he should do. He's engaged to this girl and blah, blah, blah. And he ends up falling in love with this younger guy who's a waiter, but the younger guy is a lot sort of smarter and more worldly than he is. <laughs> and so they, of course, end up having sex. But it's funny because the, the older guy is supposed to be the semi, but he's ridiculous and incompetent. And <gasps> it's some sort of cute or something. And then the other story... Um, is something about a kidnapping and a killing of somebody's sister. Oh, and that was really elaborate, yeah. I found it, yeah, it, it was also as as unbelievable and sort of bizarre as the main story Yeah. Um, in Rising Storm, but the main story was comedic and therefore somehow enjoyable, and this, this side story I didn't think was very interesting. Yeah, it was kind of annoying. But, you know, not to my taste. Anyway, it's pretty funny. I recommend it, and only if you're over 18. <laughs>
said what what in the butt I said what what in the butt you want to do it in my butt in my butt you want to do it in my butt in my butt you want to do it in my butt in my butt let's do it in the butt okay